<laughs> yes, that's right. It is Thursday. It is nine. So it's UK Cowboys time. How are we doing, the guys? Yeah, doing good. I'm, I'm obviously here to keep you two apart after uh, Tuesday night, obviously. <laughs> uh, well, I was busy on other duties that night, so... Uh... But trust me, those duties I would have rather have been watching football or talking cowboys. No, do, do you know what? To be fair, though, I um, yeah, I, I was pretty quiet to do with it. I think the only one I'd give stick to is Brian. That's because they didn't qualify. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but Brian, yeah, but just you know, Brian will be with us soon. He's all good. Just in case anyone's wondering, it's all fine. But um. I just want to say, we'll get to that at the end of the show. So make sure you listen in about what's happening on Tuesday. Um, but I will say this um, for the audio listeners as well from the podcast, as well as the people who follow our social media, you guys are the best. I mean, like at the moment, um, Really good following. People are, are interacting very deliciously over the past few weeks. So thank you very much to all of you. You are the best. Uh, as we say, the loyal Yukis um, is what we go for. Um, but yes, here we are. It is episode 238 into season four. We are here for the pregame show for the Colts, uh, which is this weekend. Kickoff, uh, if you live in uh, abroad in Europe or in the UK... Uh, for guys like Joe, it's even worse. Kickoff in the UK is 1.20 a.m. on Monday morning. So we're back to the grind, guys. Yep. And then, obviously, next week as well, we've got the Thursday night game as well, don't we? So yeah. it's two late, two late nights within the space of seven days. That's... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I know. It, like, it, over in America, they complain about, oh, we've got... Um, you know, three games in 12 days and all this. It's like, yeah, okay. But do you know what it's like to watch a game at one o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday? Uh, yeah. that's, that's what we've got to deal with. It's, it's hard. It's a hard life. It's a hard life. Yeah. Um, but here we go then, guys. Before we hit the news and notes, I do this every week. And everybody at home, remember, you are the most important people on this show. Uh, let let us know your thoughts as well. But what are your guys' initial thoughts on this weekend's game? <laughs> Thank you very much, Steve. I, I, I don't think I don't think the Colts record really reflects. I don't think it reflects the, the quality of a football team. There, it, in some aspects, it reminds me of the Cowboys probably from last year. Yep. Decent QB got one of the best running backs in the league. They've got a decent. Wide receiver call, fairly decent all line, fairly decent defense. I just think that it's one of them years, isn't it? I think it's just kind of transitions that way. We've lost you there, Joe. This could be the banana skin this weekend. Yeah. Not that I'm going to back us to lose because I, I made that mistake against the Vikings the other week. But I think <laughs> <laughs> this, one, this one has the potential because. A lot of people want to the seriously. Mm. All right, Lord. Yeah, I mean, I think as Jamie says, you know, they've got the talent there, or you know, theoretically, they've got the talent there. You know, Matt Ryan has shown that he can still, 
you know, sling it. Um, they just don't seem to that something hasn't has happened that they just haven't been able to gel this year. Um, you know, I, th- I think a lot of people pre season you were a lot of people were actually tipping the Colts to, you know, having Matt Ryan would be the missing piece, and mm. you know, for for knocking Tennessee off the the top of the division. Um, it's just not happened, and obviously they're on a new coach. And Jeff Saturday, you know, he was what one play away from beating the Eagles. He was mm. one drive away from beating the Steelers as well. But for some reason, you know, his his game management skills weren't weren't uh, exceptional this week. So yeah, um, it's I think it's either going to be a blowout or it's going to be one of those really close, you know, nail biters right right at five o'clock in the morning. We're still sitting there going, oh, God, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the saving graces you said probably a bit is there is UK family in the house in Big Day, which always is a, is a good omen when anybody from this side of the Pongos or the Cowboys rarely lose. Oh, no, unless it's Paul. Unless it's Paul. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. It's a bit of a genre, really. Paul was, Paul was one and two last year, and the, the one win was against uh, New Orleans, you know. So Yeah. Um, but he didn't have the flag last year, did he? No, he did not. And he doesn't have it again. Oh. Got it! <laughs> do you know, I knew there was That's something I was supposed to do. He's got to remind me. I've got so much going on. I've so many things to do. I never remember. Do, do you know what, though? The worst thing is, you've got it over your shoulder. I know. <laughs> I stare oh, at it literally every know. day. In fact, it gets stuck on my arm sometimes. I'll be typing away in here. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, so let's get on to the news and notes, guys, because we're going to have to crack through this one. Um, and then we will get on to the other side of the show, looking at the offense and defense. So let's go to news and updates. Okie dokie. So first of all, first thing is Terrence Steele, uh, as Lorne told me uh, just before the show, he's out at the moment with the dreaded illness that's floating around. So is Diggs and Gala. Um, So they're basically trying to shorten this bug that's floating around at the moment over there. So they're trying to keep that down. Uh, Anthony Barr was back in training, which is good to see. Uh, Tank has, uh, he was limited with a foot. Um, but the big news this way, week was uh, obviously Terrell Basham got waived, so he's done. But they have activated James Washington's 21 day window, which I find quite interesting at this stage of the, the season. For me, more than anything, when you think that they're doing it now, says to me he's healthy and ready to play, but. They just want to see what they've got because there's nothing to say at the end of the 21-day window that he's got a roster spot. They could just be like, right, let's see what we've got with him. Let's work with him. Let's see where we're going. Can he play? Can he take a roster spot? If they don't, they don't have to add him. And then, obviously, he goes to season-end in IR. Um, But what do you guys make of all of that? As well as Tyron Smith as well. Yeah, it's interesting timing. I mean, obviously... We've created a, a space on the roster. Um, talk is that's maybe going to be um, Tack McKinley 
um, being brought mm, up. I think they're on practice squad, personally. Uh, well, because you you've got to actually bring somebody up. You can't you can't have fifty two players. You've got to have fifty three mm. players actually on. So somebody's yeah. got to be brought up by game day. Um, the the whole timing of James Washington. I mean, James Washington, I think, was talking to Patrick Walker a couple of weeks ago and said, "Yeah, I'm a hundred percent healthy. The guys just haven't started my time clock." Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously, you were you, you were putting the two and two together and thinking, well, maybe it's um, you know they're waiting to see if they're going to be in the market for Odell Beckham Jr. Um, but I mean, I think this is a good time if. If you get something from Washington and he looks like he's good to go, bring him mm. up. And you can always not not so much develop an injury for um, Tolbert, but you could maybe uh, you know find a way of stashing him, um, you know, and then you've got an extra weapon for your offense because this is what we're we we certainly are looking for an extra weapon. So mm. yeah, definitely, and uh, you know it's all. Um, what do they call it? Ro- roster gymnastics and all the rest of it. That's what basically what they're doing right now. Um, because Tyron Smith is looking very likely to be coming back soon. They're saying he's um getting ready to uh do his thing. Mike McCarthy has talked about how he's in the building constantly and all the rest of it. The only other news is uh on this though is that it is championship week in college football. So all the championship games are going on. So I'm very excited. And as well, just a little added bonus for you guys. The college football playoff committee. What funnily enough, from what me and you were talking about this morning, Jamie, they mm. are moving to a 12 team playoff in 2024. Yeah. The only thing that sucks about that is just me Bammer and Ohio State pretty much guaranteed to be in the playoffs every year. But flicking back to the obviously championships, I'm 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 leaning with you. Um I think I, I think LSU might cause an upset this week. Ooh, controversial. I don't know, they <laughs> lost to Texas A and M, mate. So I don't know. They they seem to be they 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 were uh they're riding off what they did in the middle of the season at the moment. Had to get some A and M in there, didn't you? Well, I mean, <laughs> they, they were. They, I've got to be honest with you, mate. They have not had a good season. I know his injuries, but still, not been good. But, there we go. That's the left. Ah, man. All right. Should we get into um, the Cowboys' offense versus yep. uh, the defense? Let's hit this. Okie dokie. All right, let's start off, guys, with... Uh, I thought we would start off with the tight end group. Because uh, last week, uh, and, oh, you know, the last few weeks, in fact, but last week was very uh, prominent in what they were doing. Is there a better tight end room? So I'm not saying best tight end, because we know there's the big names, Mark Andrews, Kelsey, Kittle. But is there a better tight end room, a collection of tight ends on an NFL team better than Dallas? I'd have to say I'd have to say no. I mean, you're not, you know, most teams have got one, maybe two, two mm-hmm. tight ends that they, they use regularly. And then 
tight end number three is there for injury and special being, being the wing on special teams or maybe even long snapper or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we are getting production out of all four of our guys. And I mean, on that, that um, the Peyton Hendershot's touchdown mm-hmm. run, uh, all four were on the field at the one time. There was no, there yeah. was no wide receivers on. It was one running back and uh, four, four tight ends. Um, you know, and these guys are actually, these guys are actually infusing a little bit of lifeblood into this team as well. I mean, a little bit, we're, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, you know, as as these guys go, um, you know, we're we're getting the development out of them. We're getting the production out of them. And you know they're they're helping spur this offense on. So, can can I rephrase the question a little bit and Go say on. and say it's, it's probably the most underrated position tight end group in the league just for what they've done. Because um, mm. you because you go as far as outside shots for rookies of the year. For the two for the two tight ends. Mm. You know, I, think... I think I think we I think it probably with how well they're playing, this whole thing about James Washington is hot now. The Cowboys have made it made it abundantly obvious that they're in Beckham. So what's the point bringing him up when you're getting production out of the Titans? Because then, you can, then you're essentially bringing in an, an all-pro wide receiver. So, yeah, I think keep them as they are. And get, keep getting them the ball. Let them get in there and, and block as well as they have. And let's not um, Let's not bring everybody else into the mix that doesn't need to be in the mix and keep them going, keep them running as we are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, because the question was put, uh, the question was put to us this week about Odell Beckham Jr. And one of my answers was, is, look, getting Odell in, I think, isn't a bad thing. Maybe it's better for next year than it is this year. But bringing him in this year, would that upset the apple cart in terms of what they've got uh, from the tight end group? Because they are balling out right now. And what's good is that you can see it, is defences are struggling to defend the 12 and 13 man personnel the Cowboys put out with those tight ends because it gives you so many options helps with the run and these guys as well you never know which one is going to be the go-to guy or is going to be the check down but it's just impossible to try you know that I've always said before that at the moment the tight end position is one of the lost positions on defense they'd like that's that's your mis- natural mismatch at the moment. And the Cowboys just so happen to have three, four if you include, include McEwen as well. Um, but you've got guys that can be that natural mismatch on the field. And I get what people are saying with Odell. Because, yeah, we're not... It's not that we need him. There are teams that need a guy like Odell Beckham. But what the Cowboys 
want is exactly that. They want Odell. They don't necessarily need him. Like, if we didn't have him and we get outbid, the Cowboys are going to com- get on completely fine this season without him. It's more the next year's part of it that I'm I'm concerned about. But we mentioned it. Go on. Did somebody say something? No, I, I mean, no. all I was going to say is, is that when you get to kind of this, this time of the year, you, you lost a pretty set in it. Like wide receiver one to wide receiver three in that aspect. And you're bringing in guys to make a, an impact here, there and everywhere in a, in a little in a little way. But I think as much as we, we used to not like to play for the Giants, I think Odonix is a lot more dangerous than we already are. Um, just, just for the fact that you're going to get a little bit more production at the wide receiver position just because of how dynamic he is. It's going to open CD Lamb up a little bit more because mm-hmm. then you've also got to concentrate on Beckham on the other side. Yeah. And then also it plays into how well those running backs are as well just for the fact that I think, we, I think I'm thinking a bit more and I know kind of Paul didn't like the, the potential pick, but like it's that kind of kind of pitch thing in it that it confused. If the Cowboys would have been able to pick up Kyle Pitts in the draft, it, it opens that offense up a lot more because they won't know how to defend it because you've got a great receiver on the outside. You've got two good running backs mm. adding a, a tie in that, but then you also adding a, a speed to like, like Beckham. It just, it's, going to cause, it's probably going to be more headaches for the other team than it's going to be probably in our dressing room. Yeah. I I think the the more weapons you've got, I mean, you're guarding yourself against any injuries that you pick up at a certain position. If we put all our eggs into one basket and say, right, we're going with, you know, 12, 13 personnel Mm -hmm. all the time, um, you know, and then unfortunately, you know, the injury bug hits Schultz again or Ferguson goes down. I mean, Ferguson's been injured or, you know, certainly been slow to get up a couple of plays as well. If you lose a piece like that, then, you know, do these guys stay together and do they become, uh, are they going to be as effective? Um, you know, and then there will be there will be some defences that will face. I mean, you know, I, I think at some point this year we're going to end up facing the 49ers again yeah um they've got a defense that could probably control us uh you know as a 12 13 personnel sort of thing um you know and that's maybe where you do want somebody like beckham who can make you know is, is a dirty ball catcher you know if 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 that's sort of thrown it over his head he can go up and go and get it yeah know, there's no 50 50 balls where, yeah where yeah. It, yeah no matter where it is so um just ha- just having the more weapons you have, the better. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 all dependent on you know how much are we going to pay for this. Yeah, yeah. and it, it also it also it should have elevated the rest of that wide receiver room, and not not to kind of not on them really. But if if you look outside the CD alarm, who's really got any any decent yardage throughout the whole season? So. You look at it outside of City Lambs, it's, it's essentially going to be wide. It's essentially going to be wide receiver too. And if you bring him in, you're not going to bring him in to 
targeting two or three times a game, you're going to put a hefty workload on him. I say just in as good as I'd say. Is, is the Eagles completely cleared up and is he sent to go? Because if you're bringing him in this late in the season, you want him on the roster. You don't want him three or four weeks on the sideline hoping to get him involved in the playoffs. Mm. Well, that will be the case, mind. I mean, like, even if you do it now, you think he hasn't taken a snap in a year, double ACL injury, age, playbook. You know, there's a lot to go through there. Like, mm. That, that's a good month's worth of work. And then you just wonder, do you want to put all that trust then on that type of player going into a postseason? Like, there's no chemistry with Dak either. Like, they don't they don't know each other at all. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I, I think that's why, obviously, you know, Dak said what he said in the the post game comments last week that you know when he when he was told that Jerry had had a conversation with OBJ on the phone and all that yeah that was like well you know OBJ knows that I'd like to have him here but at the moment I've just got to focus on what we do have um, you know because in in recent days there's been more and more talk about the Bills being involved in in this maybe the Chiefs as well. The Giants, obviously, um, you know, so there there is no guarantee that um, we're not we're not going to get outbid by one of these guys. Um, mm. Certainly, OBJ would love to play for the Cowboys because he, he's got a hometown connection here, um, yeah. or home state connection anyway. Um, you know, so <laughs> there is that, but you know, are we going to be able to afford them when you if you get into a bidding war with and the more teams that come on board, you know, that's obviously going to be, that's going to make it harder. So, yeah. Uh, you know, that, you, that, you, comment, that comment by Raul by is just, is perfect, I think. Yeah. I think all our members are staying with the Royal especially. Picked up the wrong Lions receiver, sadly, but yeah, it was just. Well, the main main thing is we're not we're not giving up any draft capital for it. So no. you know, from that point of view, it's a it's a fairly good deal no matter what. But um, yeah, you're you know, anytime you're adding somebody of this value, you know, is he is he going to be a progress stopper for somebody that you do have? You know, obviously Jalen Tolbert's having a tough time um, converting to the NFL from college game, but you know who's to say it doesn't suddenly click for him in OTAs next year, and then you, you've got another you've got another weapon, you know, and then we've got the whole Noah Brown thing. You've got um, you know you do have potential on this team, so it. it I think until until he signs on the dotted line, I mean it's 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 great to think about what you can get, but. Yeah. Um yeah. you know, let's let's deal with it. I mean like you you, you you said it, Lorne, that if you get into a bidding war, then it's gonna be a case of forget it. You know, because like the Cowboys, they're not even gonna you know, if there's a number of teams bidding for him, you can guarantee Cowboys aren't even gonna be second highest. Because they're just not they just don't when it comes to free agency, they just hold back, they hold back a lot. Um, which is why they miss on players, but that's just their style. That's how they are. And I know it's a little, 
know it's a little different, um, but I think maybe another reason for being in the sweepstakes for this is because Jerry still all those years ago after getting burned by not selecting Randy Moss in the draft. He's such a dynamic receiver. I know Beckham's had the injuries, but he's essentially still a dynamic receiver. And when it, it's not often that guys like this come up on the market. So it's like, oh, do we, we made that mistake once. Do we do it again? Mm. Yeah. I, th- I think the, the main thing that you can say is that, you know, it's, it's not just the players that are trying to recruit him. You know, Jerry is speaking to his agents and speaking to OBJ as well. Mm. So it's 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 not a case of you know the we like our guys and we're not going to do anything. We mm. are trying. We are trying this. You, you know, so f- from a fan perspective, you know, you're seeing that the you know Jerry's not just sitting there going, oh yeah, let's stick with the fifty three we've got. You know, this this three hundred and sixty five days a year. 24 hours a day talent evaluation that Stephen Jones always goes on about, you know, this is, this is proof that we are looking at bringing in a big name. And, you know, obviously it's 26 years since the last time we won a Super Bowl, um, you know, and we've missed out on people that because, you know, maybe they would have tipped us over the edge and, you know, we would have gone back or whatever. Could this be the missing piece? Um, but as you say, you don't you don't want to mortgage your future on bringing yeah. somebody in that could quite. I mean, I could see them putting it, trying to put some clause in, very similar to who was it? Um, defensive tackle that had the the rupture tendon. Oh, um, oh. yes. No, no, not Paul. Um, I can see him now. Played for the Panthers. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. How am I forgetting his name? But, yeah, you're <laughs> right. And he got injured before we got chance. So, it was like yeah. it was game over. Um, yeah. His so, name was on the tip of my tongue. You up? Were it, were it, were it the Joe McCoy? Deal? Yes. Joe McCoy. Yes. Yes. That's it, it was. Yeah. Damn it. See, usually I'm quite, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm quite good with that. I'm tired, mind. I'm... I'm Mm. I'm proper flummoxed. Um, but yes, uh, going off, though, the other part, C.D. Lamb, you know, while we're talking this, he lately is on fire. And I did a post as well that C.D. Lamb at the moment in the NFC East is the most productive wide receiver right now. He's actually fifth in the league in, in receiving yards. Yeah. <laughs> If you could believe it, but you know, because a lot of people at the start of the season were saying, "Look, we like CD Lamb. He's good. We're glad he's here. He's a first round talent." But is he a wide receiver one? And there was a lot of talk, and people are saying things like, "Yeah, he's sort of a fringe guy. He's the lower end sort of wide receiver one." At the moment, he's silencing that, and it's not like he's having huge games. Like, you know, he's had a couple of games now this season where he's gone over 100 yards, but it's just constant. He's constantly chipping away. Like, that's what, and that's what you want, especially yeah. though on this offense, when you think of the, the, 
the weapons that Dak has and the distribution that he does, because he does throw it around a lot. He doesn't just target one guy. CD Lamb still coming out on top like that. Hmm. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. And he's right, DJ Dog is second in the NFC, only behind Justin Jefferson. It's impressive. Yep. Only yep. Justin Jefferson's got more, but Justin Jefferson's absolutely flying. When you say that, I saw a stat I think back in the last week, and I know everyone kind of we let Mary Cooper go, but if you actually look at all the stats now, I think it's, um, yeah, like pretty much he's outplaying um, oh God, my mind's gone completely back there. He's, he's, he's completely playing out playing Amari Cooper. Um, so I think he's, he's played that for three points to bed on it. Oh, and that, look at Mike. Is, is Mike out in the stage this weekend for this game? I think again, he's there. Oh, no, no, no. He is. No, he's with Paul this week. Yeah. Is he there? Yeah. I can't remember if he was yeah, back yeah, yeah. Out, like, if he was going out for the game the week after. But I, mean, I, I was laughing, saying I was laughing with him the other week, saying he's. He, I love Mike. He's got the most. He's got the most understand, most understanding wife on this planet. I think when <laughs> I went out in 2016, he told me then it was his last trip. He managed to. And then, <laughs> he said every year. Then this year, he's managed to buy season tickets. And I'm like, what? Do you remember when we were online with him during COVID? <laughs> and he's like, "I'm going to get some playoff tickets." And we were like, "Ooh!" Oh, you say back Friday? Yeah, back Friday. He's flying out next Sunday, no doubt. No. So he's he's back, he's flying out. Or wait, I was I was reading until that Friday. that he's back and he's flying out tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Back until Friday. Him. Wow. <laughs> right. Okay. Um. But yeah, I mean that. So there's that. The only other thing I wanted to touch on is talking about the offensive line because we said about Tyron Smith coming back fairly soon. Uh, they did say December, mind you, when he come back. So he's coming on strong. When we see what they're doing at next Friday, what we've seen them doing, Jason Peters going in, sliding Tyler Smith across. I think that this is going to be very formidable when you see this because the right-hand side of the line, as we keep talking, we've been saying it you know, from very early in the season, the right-hand side of the line has been very strong especially run defense. Zach Martin, Terrence Steele together on those combo blocks on the right is like insanely effective. Um, yes, he is, DJ Dog. And um, He's landed the left... Minutes ago, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot you were on Stalker Watch, weren't you, Lorne? Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the left-hand side of the line, when you think as well that this is going to be going into the playoffs when you really, really need a top-tier left tackle. And we get Tyron Smith, who's pretty much been chilling out for, like, most of the season. And it's not the talent with Tyron Smith, it's the health. And we're getting him at a time when you're really going to need a guy like Tyron Smith. But what is even better, like the double-edged sword there, is getting Tyler Smith to move inside. What do you guys think? about this offensive line, bear in mind they've given up the least sacks uh, in the NFL right now, this offensive line, as it is without Tyron Smith. If if Tyron Smith didn't have the injury history that he had, I think we'd all be stuck jumping up and down. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know what? Mike, take a minute. 
they were driving off. And as much as he's even still now, he's still one of the best left backers in the league. But why change yeah. it working at the yeah. minute? And it's, we had this conversation a few weeks ago with Dak when Dak was out injured and Cooper Rush was, was winning games. And it's like, yeah, generally you've brought that, you've brought Aaron Smith back in there, but you got to. We're playing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, go on, go on, go on, Mom. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, obviously, there is a there is a case for having your five best offensive linemen out on the field. the The question is, are they the five best offensive linemen <clears throat> when they're in the position that you put them in? So is Ty, you know, obviously in training camp, Tyler Tyler Smith wasn't necessarily going to be out Connor McGovern for the for the left guard spot. Um, you know, and then we were all going, oh, how's he going to handle being a tackle if he was going to be a backup guard? Or well, he handled being a tackle. Can he make the move inside and can he be just as effective on the left-hand side um, at the guard position where everything yeah, yeah. comes on you a lot faster? Fair enough, mm-hmm. you've, not got a, you've, you've not got space on the outside of you, but, you know, everything's, because it's, you're, you're almost face up on the guys and all that, you know, it's... It and you know as well, Ron, that most, yeah. most teams, when they, they construct their defence, it's on that left-hand side of the line where they're strongest. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, so you, you're right there. Um, I just think that, personally, you, you a guy like Tyron Smith, he's, diff- he's a different breed. He is the crown jewel <laughs> of that offensive line. He is. Uh, and yep. you, you put him back, if it goes wrong... Then he becomes your swing tackle, and you go, you revert back. But bear in mind, like, do you guys feel confident going into the playoffs with a Conor McGovern in there, who lately has been okay? He's done his job and filled in great. But also, B having Tyler Smith as your left tackle, and he's given up the most pressures on this team so far. I think, yeah, just with how. Good, this team is playing overall. But you say you've got an healthy Tyrants because you can chuck back in there if, if it goes belly up. But again, as good as he is, does it upset the apple cart that now this this front, this front five mm. are, playing, are playing more minutes, more snaps together? Do you play continuity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then and that's what you need going into the player story that you, you need that. I mean, do you really want to snap that and put Tyron Smith in for a few games and then he goes out and he gets injured again? I think it's, I it's kind of one of the things that it's damned if you do and damned if you don't. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. I just think, I just think with a guy like you know, Tyron Smith, you, you can't not put him in. He's too that yeah. much high of a talent, he's got to go in there. If you've got to, uh, and the way he's played, and you know, you could argue that Tyron Smith is gonna one day be a future Hall of Famer, possibly. Mm-hmm. Like you can't bench that guy. He, he's he's been uh he's deserved that right. He's deserved to be given that chance first to prove he can fit. He's he, he's it, there. He does. There we go. Let me know where would, we're at. Would it be disrespectful to throw him over at right side? Yes. <laughs> just just put it out there to see what yeah. you thought. Nah, no way. He's he's left. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, Terence Terence Steele has been doing a job this year. Yeah. He's you know he's one of the highest rated uh, right tackles for run mm-hmm. run uh, 
run blocking. Yeah, he's he's a bit limited with his pass protection as well. But you know, the, again, the, you're asking as we were talking about last season, asking Tyron Steele when he when he switched from right to left because Tyron was out and yeah, you yeah, know yeah. Lyle came back. There was a there was a whole kerfuffle with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no guarantee that um, Tyler will be able to switch to the right hand side either. So um, it's best keeping him on the best keeping him on the same side. See how he gets on going into yeah. going into the left guard spot. Um, and yeah, I mean, you have to you have to say Tyron Smith. I mean, yeah, he's not been on the field a lot for us the last four or five years. But when he has been on the field, he has been one of the mainstays of that offensive line. And, you know, there's nothing to suggest that that's not going to change either it, it, yeah. this year either. So Definitely. Um, uh, you know, and, the, you know, you talk about Terrence Steele with his issues over there. The good thing is, is Dak Prescott getting to the flat and his mobility has got better these last few weeks. And when that's your open side, not your blind side, if, you know, Romo used to say, don't hold on the right-hand side because I can see the guy coming. That's exactly what Dak is doing. He can see that guy coming, so he knows how to avoid him. So uh, I think that's why Terrence Steele, it's, it's not a complete breakdown if things go wrong. Um, <laughs> but I do like to disagree. Disagreeing is good. It's the only way you ever find out different ideas. But should we move to the defense, guys? Yeah. Let's rock and yep, roll. Yeah, let's go. Cool. We'll start this off with Micah Parsons. <laughs> okay, the floor is open. Go. <laughs> Best defensive player in the NFL. And he's not even close. MVP award coming, do you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, certainly DPOY, but he's, you know, the, the NFL is posting the short list at the moment for, you know, and it, as usual, they're they're missing out defensive players. Yeah. Um, you, ha- you have to say, I mean, Micah Parsons is doing things that, you know, you have to almost go back to the get likes of Reggie White, LT. You know, he's doing that sort of thing. And he's making, you know, even when teams are actually scheming against him to to neutralize him, it's making other players better. I mean, Dorrance Armstrong is second on the team in sacks, eight sacks. He's got numerous uh, forced fumbles, fumble recoveries as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you, you're getting production across the board from just about everybody. I mean, between Durance Armstrong and Dante Fowler, you got 13 sacks or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know this, and there's a reason that we're leading the league by in, in sacks by about I think it's 10 over the next the next team defense or something like that. So yeah. Um. um you know, you just. It starts with Micah Parsons, and as long as Micah Parsons is out there, you know he's he's a force to be reckoned with. And I I would certainly be making him making a case for him to be the the MVP of the league. Um, but I think I think realistically, you know, you're always going to get it's always going to go to an offensive player unless Parsons has a four or five sack game coming up. 
um, which is, you know, again against this off against this offensive line that we're going up against this week. You know, there are question marks with the tackles. Um, yep, very much. So play him, play him on the edge, and you know, let, let him off the leash. And bear in mind, right, that a lot of people talk about... You remember there always used to be this conversation in years past. It was like, Zach Martin is one of the best guards in the NFL. The argument people would make is, "Mm, Quinton Nelson. Well, lately, he's been getting beat quite handedly. A lot. Like, giving up a lot of pressures in the middle. And here's the issue, like you said, Lon, is that the tackles are just like these filling guys that they've just thrown in uh, uh, and hope for the best. And it, it is a bit of a weird muddle up with that offensive line that like they seem to when they were with um, Reich that it was kind of starting to get put together like the pieces were coming together and then they just kind of stopped. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, oh, okay. But like, you know, because like you always remember when it was the Andrew Luck era, the big thing was always he's got no offensive line. You know, the, he's getting completely blown to pieces. Then they started to build the offensive line, and then they got to a certain stage, and they, they just didn't bother anymore. And that's where they're at now. And it's weird because, like, you want to really – okay, I get it. You know, Quinton Nelson was on the ball when you got there. You you can't – you need offensive linemen. Let's go there. But now go go sort your tackles out. The most important as well, left tackle. Go sort that out. Then. So yes, you're quite right. I think as well, Matt Ryan is one of the most sacks quarterback in the league, and um, I think they're second, I believe. And um, pressures allowed. Mm. Going off the top of my head, I can't quite remember something like that. But yeah, they're they're up there. So they are going to have headaches this week with. And it always seems to be a different guy. Um, like you said, you know, you've got Dante Fowler, Dorrance Armstrong last week. Sam Williams will come in another week. Demarcus Lawrence will be another week. And it always seems to be a different guy has that big game. And I think that's the best part is, yeah, we can talk about Micah Parsons and say, look, this guy, he, he's absolutely flying. He's phenomenal at the moment. Yes. But on the backside of that, the other guy, who you need to get sacks seems to be this collection, this pool of people who each week is somebody else. So how do you ski? Who's going to be the guy this week? And it's impossible for, for offensive coordinators to key it because they're going, stop Michael Parsons. It's like, okay, so who's the next guy we need to stop? And it's like, mm, don't know who's going to be. Yeah, I, think that's, that's what, I think that's what puts us um, up um, giving other teams big headaches because the one guy on that on that front four that probably should be getting talked about more than he, he has been. He's obviously been out of Florence and he, and he's just it's just bit because the other guys are just are stepping up. I'm not saying that he he isn't because he is he's causing problems with allowing these guys to get get through the line. But it's I can't remember the last time we talked about a cowboy's front four or front three, depending on how you want to look at it. Um where so many are getting talked about. It's just like you, you, you probably you used to talk about it in a different way, but like, oh, this guy's not stepping up. This guy's not stepping up. This guy's not stepping up. Mm. And now it's like, well, this guy is. This guy's stepping up. This guy's stepping up. This guy, and like, think last again, it, it's showing it with how many sacks we are, how many QB pressures we're getting, how many um, 
it's on the cubicle to get in, and it's just it, it's great to watch. I, I think it's just yeah. Let's hope this continues. It continues to say yeah, you can never have too many bad rushes, and we've got potentially one that's well, just never really have potential and lots of opportunities to come into the NFL. Um, yeah. In in fact, like we saw there's another one that could come in there to, that could potentially create a crap out of other as we get to business end of the season. Well, for me, Tack McKinley is more of a move on the run defense. He's a run stopper. Yeah. He's that type of guy. But um, you know, but there, there's a good example that you know we're talking about that we're going to get Tack McKinley possibly coming up. We're gonna we could play a little bit with because he's he's still got eligibility with a practice squad, so we can move him. up. That's why I don't think they're going to move him straight away because you can you can bring him up from the practice squad if you want, cover yourself if he's good enough. You could do a little bit of dancing with that at the moment. Um, but, like, there's a good example of how well this defensive line is playing. That, we, yeah, we're going to get this guy in who's an ex-first-round guy, very much a Dan Quinn-type guy. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's just, like, an embarrassment of riches there that we could cut Tarrell Basham, who will be, like... On most teams, one of their main defensive ends. That's <laughs> what's so crazy about it. Um, but we'll stick with the linebacker area. Talk about LVE and Damon Clark, guys. Damon Clark playing the off-ball linebacker position at a time when we didn't think he would. And I would say, you know, it, you're not going to be like at the moment because he is rookie with the injury and all the rest of it coming off. That it's not blowing out. You like, you're like, oh my god, he's this phenomenal, you know, blue chip player. But he's not doing anything wrong. He's just ex- doing exactly his job. What do you guys yep. think on Demon Clark? I have to I have to agree. I mean, you know, we've had three 40, 40 snap games of him this year so mm-hmm. far, and you know, obviously when we drafted him, yep. there was potential that you were talking about him being uh, a red shirt year and everything. Mm-hmm. So you weren't expecting this production anyway. Yeah. But he he is proving that had the the neck injury not been diagnosed in in the, the scouting combine, this guy should have been going first mm-hmm. first or maybe second round of the the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and yeah, he's he's not he's not stood out head and shoulders above everybody else but you know he is he's getting himself and he's make he's getting there he's making the tackles he's you know LVE and him last week I think were leading the really team in good. tackles he had yeah uh, he had seven LVE had something like 10 or something like yeah, that yeah yeah so, I think it was 9 between, or 10 between, yeah. yeah between the two of them you know they're actually developing themselves as a, a, a quite a productive tandem and yeah yeah um you know, and it's impressive think, as well, Lord, to see them both coming downhill to make the tackles, hitting the gaps. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, th- there's a reason why the the run defence looked a lot better last week and you were able exactly to take that. away somebody like uh, Barkley. Um, can we do it again this week against Jonathan Taylor? Who's There's the question. Jonathan Taylor's a different bat. Jonathan Taylor's a bit like... Um, Straight line um, runner, right down the middle. Yeah, Marion Barber, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he's not going to bounce the outside. No, he'll he'll run through you more than more than show agility or anything like that. Yeah. 
But he he's suffering. He is suffering this year from injury. You know, yeah. he spent a bit of time on IR, um, and then you know he's he's not. He he had a good game two weeks ago, and then last week, you know, he was held to some like only forty yards or something. So yeah, um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a bit stop start with him. Mm. Um, but I think that I think this defense can hold can hold him as well this week, and Definitely. especially if we get that same sort of play. Question is if, and obviously you brought this one up, if Anthony Barr is coming back, which okay, he's been limited the last two days in practice. I've just seen mm-hmm. the practice report; he's still limited today. Yeah. Um. You know, does he take snaps away? Um. And you know, I think there's he's been hot and cold this year as well. We've we've not got what we thought we were getting out of him. Um. So do you, do you stick with the rookie who? you know, will make rookie mistakes or the seasoned veteran who should be able to come in and, you know, be sturdy against the run as well. So, yeah, I mean, I like you answer on the Damone Clark uh, situation, Jay, because all, all I will say is Damone Clark right now is filling the Jabril Cox role. That's what I would say. I would literally say just because of the production we've got out of him on the fact that we probably weren't supposed to see him this year. Mm-hmm. Could you elevate that to say that he was the, the potential this Steve of the draft? Yeah. Just based on, on the whole story of, yeah, the injury, not supposed to see the field. He literally, he looked like a season. In, in spurts, in his first game back, Look like a season veteran, like he'd not lost it. I mean, like he, it was just if you had the Anthony Bar middle of his Vikings career, then you would probably go, yeah, um, you'd probably put him back in. But I don't think we've seen enough out of Bar that would probably warrant for me anyway, warrant. And getting more snaps in the morning. I, I don't think I just think it's a little bit hard thing in it where um, I think you'll be you would kind of run with a hot hand a little bit. And I think, as as Michael alluded to earlier, don't kind of fix what ain't broken, mm-hmm. change it if it's needed to. But I just, especially like I say, we're getting consistency both sides of the ball. And it's, it's rare that the Cowboys have a consistency both sides of the ball at the same time. It's always offensive carry the defence or the other way around. So I think keep it as it is and change it if it needs changing. Don't don't think it's too late in the season I think you tinker if you're on a on a losing record and you're trying to work out your draft board and where you really need to be strengthening for next year. But now it's all about let's keep keep on a roll because Barry America we're gonna be in the playoffs. Um so, yeah, don't, don't screw with it. Not to put down on it. It's a typical Cowboys thing, which we'll probably end up doing. But let's just talk. Um, someone's got a ruler and telling people, you change things, we're going to put your hand over a table and we're going to give it a good whacking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and, I mean, they're going to have to do something with the run because... 
The issue they got is the I just checked the Colts are being sacked the most. Um, 43 sacks on the season, which is just crazy. And they're up against the team that sacks the most. So and Matt Ryan looks burnt out. He has looked burnt out for the last sort of two years, so it's hard to watch. He's not reading the defense like he used to. He's lost his mobility. He didn't have much to begin with anyway. He had a little bit. Um, and now, you know, he, the, the reason that you see Matt Ryan getting sacked so much is that he's waiting for his guys to make their break. And they're just taking so long to break into their routes that he's just getting sacked. Uh, and because he hasn't got much escapability, to get away from it, and that he's not reading the defense well, so he's running into the pass rush. He just get, he just looks fried. He looks burnt out. Like he, the guy's done. I know it's kind of going off the ball. Just when you mentioned, just when you bringing Matt Ryan up, does anybody think this is kind of the strangest quarterback year we've seen for a long time? I mean, in the league in general, if you look at it, no disrespect to the guy, but like Gene Austin, pretty much. Out of the league for a while and he's absolutely boring. Um, giving the Seahawks a headache for next year because that means they have to pay him and bring him back. Russell Wilson, great absolute garbage. And what we've seen, if you look at him, anybody that was at Wembley for the, the final game, he was, I don't think he was, he played pretty well. Um, Zach Wilson, you could pretty much say, on the verge of being ousted in, in New York after what, two seasons? Um, Tom Brady's not played at a high level that everyone thought he was going to play. Steelers are struggling in the quarterback with their QB series. It's a crazy old time for the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, you're, you're potentially seeing the, the Jordan Love era starting in uh, Green Bay as well. I mean, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is saying that unless it's oblique that knocked him out of the last game, um, you know, Unless that's holding him back, he's he's going to play this weekend. You know, he he sees it. You know, it's he's almost taking on the Brett Favre um, aspect of you know ten fifteen years ago when when Aaron Rodgers came into the league and you know, uh, you know Brett Favre was saying I'm not I'm not giving up my job and all this sort of stuff. So, um, but yeah, it's it's been a crazy season in terms of. The, the mm. QBs that were all established QBs seem to have just dropped off dropped off a ledge this year. Yeah. Um, funny you should say that because before we came on came on air, I was watching a little bit of Pro Football Talk, and they were saying how funny kind of he sits there at an absolute dog game against the Titans, blaming his injured form. They sat there saying you can't have it one way, one week, and the other way the week after because the week before he played the Cowboys and he was. Had the same foot, had the same from injury, and he was dropping dimes all over the place. And yep. is he just is he protecting his legacy? The fact that we're saying on on pro football talk, it can sit there and go, well, yeah, I stay in Green Bay, and um, yeah, they didn't put a team around me rather than try to ruin his legacy of what he's got and going to another team, and potentially not winning again. It's just, yeah, I can't remember. There's much controversy on that in that one position. Yeah, it's true. And then you look at what's going on with Kyler Murray too. (laughs) 
Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think the defense, in terms of defensive backs, you know, Trayvon Diggs has got enough in him to stop Michael Pittman. You know, I know Pittman's, he's big, he's a big, tall guy, like six foot four, six foot five, just towering wide receiver. But I think Diggs will do enough to keep him at bay. Anthony Brown, I know he's having a bit of a uh, a, a bad time right now. But uh, yes, see you later, Mike. <laughs> um, maybe to debate the question, one or done or a little, yeah, all the way, mate, all the way. It's going all the way. <laughs> um, Super Bowl. Yeah, I know they've got Paris Campbell as well as the other guy, so he's a bit of a speedster. But in terms of speedsters, um, you know, when you think what they've got there in terms of safeties, there's enough to, to keep that down. And they're, they're tight ends. They're tight end room, um, depending if Jelani Woods plays, because I know he's limited at the moment. They could be a sneaky... Yeah. They could be quite sneaky uh, in terms of group. You know, we're talking about the, the Cowboys tight end group being so good. They, they can be a little sneaky too. But let's do this then, guys. It's final prediction time. So what's your final score? I handed mine in earlier um, for the Blonde Boys staff because uh, they asked for it every week. I said the Cowboys are going to win 31-10. Um, yes, mostly for two reasons. Uh, the second to last in turnover differential are on minus 10. Uh, and they don't score a lot of points and they don't make very big plays. Um, their A dot is last. <laughs> yep. It's that bad. They just don't make big plays. And this this is a type of game where you need to have big chunk plays and they just, they, 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 they're the worst, aren't they? Um, but give it to me then, Lon. What are your, uh, what's your score prediction? Well, I think I think the the Colts so far this season have only managed to get over 20 points. I think it's two games this year. Mm. Um, so I don't certainly don't see them getting over that. Um, now, when I've gone blowouts before, we've been a lot closer. So the I think the line in Vegas at the moment is 11 points, and I think I'm going just slightly over that. I'm going... Um, I'm going 28 to 10. No, okay, so we're we're not that far off. I've just got the yep. added Brett Money Maha uh yep. cherry on the top there. Okay, so we're not that far away. The score's coming in. I mean, I know Joey always goes big, go big or go home, as they say. Um, but the score's coming through fairly close. But what's yours, Jay? Give me what's your score prediction for this? Week? Um, I'm a little bit around where you are. Um, I'm going to go 31 17 to the Cowboys. I just, hmm. I, I think that, like I say, the Colts don't put up huge numbers. Um, our defense is playing well and don't generally give up a lot of touchdowns. Um, and our offense is going to keep rolling. Um, the close up towards the middle of the second quarter, and I think pick the Cowboys start pulling away with it then. Hmm, I like it. All right, then. Um, yes, so keep them score predictions coming in, guys. Um, and we will move on to the final segment, the fantasy range, and then uh, we'll wrap the show up. Let's do this, baby. Uh, 
<sighs> All right. Do you want the scores first? We oh, usually yeah, always let's... start with the scores. Yeah, the dreaded scores. Let me guess. Heckma's got zero. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he has not moved. But here we are. Here it is. The gap is Go being on, closed. Jamie. Paul's gone down. Yep. Lawn's gone up. Jamie stayed the same. Rich has gone up a little bit. So, and Heckma stayed the same. You know what? Can I just ask? Can we just the, the ticker at the bottom? Can we amend that just a little bit? Because I got a bit of a giddy on it, thinking me and me and Lauren were second, and then all of a sudden Nixie's gone at the end of the night. Uh, okay. So if you notice, it finishes with Rich there. Then it's the people who have done it who are guests. So they're extra. Yeah, Don't true. worry about them. Don't worry about them. They, well, we'll, they, we'll take they, second and long, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they they just uh, they they <laughs> the appendices to this um fantasy score. So don't do, worry. Do you know what we need to do? Yes. We we, we need to message Paul. <laughs> and we need to get him to hunt out Ekma and take him a wooden spoon for obviously being bought the fantasy. I'm not sure well, if he's talking I, I, to I, me at the moment. I've actually just uh, messaged Hekma and he's, he's come back. I told him that if we do lose this weekend, he's going to get Paul and he's going to take Paul straight to the airport and send him yeah. back. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think he'd be happy to as well with the amount of losses he watched last year. Mm. Um, but all right then, let's get into this. Easy game, just higher or lower, over under, whichever way you want to do it, you know. However, we used to do it before. I look how knackered I am. <laughs> I'm mumbling. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, like literally four a.m. start. So much to do. But let's kick this off, then, right, guys? Dak Prescott, twenty point seven fantasy points. Hit me with it, Lawn. Over or under? Or you can post. I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna push on that one because I think this is a game where we're gonna rely on the running game. Um, especially down the middle because they're missing, I think it's Shaquille Leonard, who's their middle linebacker. He's on Mm -hmm. injured reserve at the moment. He, if he was playing, I mean, that this, this run defense that they actually have when it's working, guys like Yannick Ngokwe, um, Mm -hmm. DeForest Buckner and what have you, you know, these guys can be strong, but you know, they seem to be more concerned with the pass rush see this year, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're missing that middle linebacker, so um, I think I think it's going to be a, a day for Zeke, to be honest. Um, I like it. So I'll, I'll 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 take it as a push this one. All right then, Jamie. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go away. Seven's long. I just think. Okay. We're seeing Zeke because you get back to the Zeke that we know. Um, the Titans are getting quite a bit more ball. Um, I, I think, yeah, it's probably around the middle right there. Because um, more for the run game. Just like I said, we slow these guys out. They seem to struggle quite a bit with the run. So, pick your poison. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're susceptible to it. They just they, they concentrate so much on the pass. They're a little bit, little Cowboys-esque in that way. Um, but let's do Tony Pollard. Uh, he's the highest um, fantasy score prediction for the running backs out of the Cowboys. 11.1 fantasy points. Higher. I like it. Yeah, I'm I, I'm actually gonna go higher as well. I think you know we will get we will get the ball to the outside as well. So 
Definitely. It's going to be, um, I think, because they, they're missing as well a corner um, that's out with a shin injury. So run Pollard on the outside and go for it. So that's going to be the just, way forward. Just to add on that, Pollard on the ground goes more than one ten this week. Yes. Right. <laughs> All right, then. CD Lamb, 17.2 fantasy points. And I get kind of where they're trying to get here, that they think that they can isolate him. Bear in mind, they've got Stefan Gilmore, who's playing quite well at the moment, hasn't allowed a touchdown on the season. Yep. The asterisk for this is whether Michael Gallup comes back from having the illness that he's got at the moment yeah. and is yeah. able to play in this game. I think if Michael if Michael Gallup's in, then Michael Gallup obviously takes a little bit of the pressure off CD. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna split on this one. I think. Okie dokie, Jamie. Yeah, I'm gonna split just because I, I have Pollard going higher, um, yeah. and probably. Maybe not one of the guys who's coming up on the on the things that we've done, but maybe one of the rookie titles will probably get a little bit more ball. So I'll take a couple of the points as well. I think like in terms of um passing yards allowed per game, I think the Colts rank fifth, if I'm right. So they, they are pretty good in that way, but it's a little bit yin and yang like with the Cowboys, that they've got a very effective pass rush and the defensive backs are doing enough to just control their side of the job. Um, which is a little bit like that. But Dalton Schultz, this is an interesting one. 10.9 fantasy points makes him a top five tight end fantasy uh, player this week. You know, I've blagged him all year, so I think he's going to get more. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt this week. Two touchdown game last week, too. Yep. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go higher. I mean, that's that's what forty yards, a couple of catches, and a touchdown. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah let's go higher on that one. Yeah. It's point per reception too. So yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. that they'll they'll try and shut CD down over that side. They'll bracket, do a little bit of cover too, um, a little bit of shell as well, which means obviously middle of the field is can get wide open, get attacked, um, which opens. Dalton Schultz up a bit, so quite quite a good one there. Here's a funny one for you, uh, especially when we go the other side, which is confusing. Defense, 7.1 fantasy points. They are the number three ranked fantasy defense this week. Have to go higher. Uh, I think, you know, sacks. sacks, I'm I'm sure we'll get turnovers off the back of that as well. I mean, uh, Matt, yeah. Matty Ice will throw the ball up there, and you know it's it's there for the taking. Yeah, um, a couple of tip balls in there and stuff like that. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm on with that. Like you say, this this Cowboys defense gets this gets sucks galard on it, and it, there's going to be a, a point. There's going to be a point of, in the season where the Cowboys def, oh, defensive backs are going to come away with multiple. Interceptions, and this is likely to be, be that game. Just with with how erratic we know Matt Ryan has been lately, so that's a little bit harsh for the, the defense coming in to, to score yeah. on that ball. 
I just think, uh, yeah, I'm with Lorne that I think that, you know, they're going to be a low scoring game for them, you know, like 10 points, but it's going to be the sacks. The sacks will, will mitigate that and increase. Maybe one of the sacks turns into a fumble. So then that's more points again. But yeah, that's how I see it going as well. All right. Matt Ryan, 14.2 fantasy points. He's one of the lowest fantasy rated quarterbacks this week. Man, I've I got him in two of my fantasy teams as backup, and he's been gashed this year. This year, there's no way he gets 14 points this week. Yeah, I'm I'm going lower on that one. I just, you know, I, I, unless he's the second coming of Aaron Rodgers, you know, that we've seen this year that you know he suddenly clicks for one game and one game only. No. Um, it's. It's not going to happen. It's going to go lower. I would say so. I I had him in a dynasty. Um, oh, the one that we're in, the dynasty league. And I just got him this year. I was like, yeah, you're done. <laughs> Clearly you're done. Burnt out. That's the end of it. All right, Jonathan Taylor then, who's bright side for this offense, if you want to call it that, 16.4 fantasy points. Lower. Lower. Not a no chance. He's still a top five running back for me, but I just think this defense is too good. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the job that we did on Saquon Barkley, I mm -hmm. think um, that shows that we are capable of stopping the run. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, and I was doing it without guys like Hankins in the middle last week, who's, mm -hmm. you know, because he was, he was off with a sickness bug. Um, I th I think you know we're going we're going to need to block that middle because uh, as I say he's he's a downhill runner. Yeah. Um, but I think straight up gonna, the gut. Yeah, I think we're going to yeah. keep him. I think we're going to keep him under control, and you know if they are going to run, it will be one of the backups that we're, we're not ready for. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll I'll go lower on that one. Yeah, alrighty. I like it. All right, then. Uh, Michael Pittman, 14.5 fantasy points. His season's been a little erratic, up and down all over the place. 100-yard games followed by a dud. I think lower, but not by much. Do you want to push, then? No, no I won't push it. I, um, just for the facts. You think it'll be more than a point he gets yeah. lower by? Yeah. Okay. I think you're probably looking at about maybe 11 and a half. Okay. But not like that. Yeah, PPR and all of that, yeah. yeah. Mm. Loan? Lonius Maximus? I'm going to go... I'm going to go lower as well. Again, yeah. <laughs> again with the asterisks that, you know, Diggs, Diggs is out at the moment with yes. illness. Um, but yeah, if, if Diggs is on him, he shuts him down. Yeah, definitely. I, I I agree. Um tight end. So uh I trying to remember his first name, but Granson. Uh this is bearing in mind that they they're predicting that Jelani Woods plays this week, so it's gonna be sl split shifts for the tight ends. Uh he is up for four point two fantasy points. Which to be honest with you, for the tight end is not a bad score. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a couple of catches for two first downs. Yeah. Mm. It's slightly more that, than obviously the the Giants tight end last weekend. So um I'll go split by saying if it's two, if it's essentially two first down catches, is he gonna get twenty yards? Probably not. Add the PPR. Yeah. Split in. Yeah. I'm going I'm gonna go higher, but just ever so slightly higher than even. So mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's it, you know he's he's going to be about six maybe so. Uh, Alrighty, then the Colts defense six fantasy points. <laughs> lower, yeah, yeah, lower too. I'm with you there. Well, well, as soon as I seen that, I was just like, yeah, that's that's going to be lower. They they're minus ten in turnover differential, so they're not getting turnovers. Um, they're like. Second to last, it no. In sacks, they're quite high. Um, but it, it's just the rest of it is is falling apart for them, and points allowed, and all the rest of it. Um, but there we go. There is that, uh, and that is this week's show. So we will do the old paying of the bills. Um, did the Giants tight end go over last week? I can't remember. I've thrown that bit of paper away. I think he did, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, uh, he no, had no, one, yeah. I think he did. He had one by, catch by for bit. 10 He had one catch for 10 yards, I think yeah. it was. So, so yeah. it was like he just went over because I think his, his, his score was like two points. So he just slightly went over, um, which is funny. But here we are then. Uh, one for Lawn. You go for it. Right, well, as as you know, Paul's across in Dallas at the moment. He's hooking That's up right. with these guys from Cowboys Experience. Yeah. If you were watching last week's show as well, we yeah. obviously had the the craziness of the 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 yeah. Thanksgiving show as well. Yeah, um, so, if you're going across to a game, make sure you book up with these guys, Cowboys Experience, for the ultimate meet and greet, stadium tours, game tickets, tailgating. Much, much more. Get to meet up with guys like uh, Ed Tuttle Jones, Sam Williams, Micah Parsons, Zach Martin, uh, Drew Pearson, uh, Jay Novacek, you know, and obviously these guys will treat you great anyway. But if you mention that you come from UK Cowboys, you'll be treated like absolute royalty. Mm-hmm. And if you use the code UK Cowboys, what do you get? Lots and lots of free stuff. It is with a J. Yeah, 2023, we've we've said all along. Um it's something that the group hasn't done. So we have combined with our good friends and the sponsor of the podcast, Cabot Experience, to put together a travel package for the UK Massive. And anybody from around Europe that wants to join us to go watch the Cowboys um, in 2023, um, we promise that we won't be joiners and we'll staple the flag to Mike's rear end so he takes it out with him. I would but, be taking um, it, don't you worry. But yeah, if you're interested, just drop us a message on one of our social media outlets um, and then once the schedule comes out, we will hit everybody up with the game it's going to be in the details. But there's absolutely tons and tunnels planned already. We're just now waiting for the schedule. Jeez. So sure to come and join us and we'll have a relapse out there. 
And what's funny is every time we talk about this, Jay, we end up adding more plans to this. <laughs> we're going to need six months out there and rate Mikey's stuff on, <laughs> And of course, guys, make sure to go follow all the other content creators. Um, you know, most of these guys, uh, talking cowboys, hang with the boys, obviously, 105 the fan and the break are the main ones, draft show. I'll be coming next year. Uh, you got Jay Tuck, Big Game James, Steel Pick Six, good guys over there. Cam Fan as well, who's going to be coming on the show soon. Uh, and of course, there's Blogging the Boys, where you will find Paul's podcast and my articles as well. Um, so that's uh, all the other guys you need to see. Now, make sure you join because there is a series of special guests coming on uh, as of from Tuesday. So make sure you join in. We will give it away on um, not who it is, but yes. what they are. We have a series of Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders coming on the show. So make sure you join us. You'll have their questions. They'll be giving us their opinions on the team, the game, the win, the loss, whoever it is. They will be over on the next few weeks. It's our Christmas present to you. Yeah, funnily enough, you'll see you'll see guys like Rich and Graham come out of the woodwork for that one as well. Yeah, they'll suddenly be available. Yeah. We've been We've going got, what? Been how many have we got in total? Confirmed now, Jay. Um, we've got two at the mini. Uh, but another like three or four lined up. There's there's a few. Yeah, I just can't believe we've been doing this podcast for how long? Four years, and we have had everybody who's anybody from front office to all the media staff to current and former players, and we've never had a DCC on, mm -hmm. and we finally get one. So that was 9 p.m. UK time, 3 p.m. Central. Get your questions in for them all. Um, but apart from that, enjoy the weekend. It's uh, cold here. <laughs> it's cold here <laughs> wherever you are make sure you stay warm and safe but these guys as always because I ramble so much have the last word uh, stay safe guys stay good out there Yukis and we'll see you after the weekend take it away fellas yeah stay, stay safe get some sleep it's a late one Monday morning see you all go Cowboys yep let's go guys let's brand these Colts and come back with a win <laughs>